Welcome, everyone, to the first seminal uh, pilot episode one of Rolling Ones, the RPG podcast, a show about a couple idiots uh, talking about games that they kind of sort of know something about, maybe, possibly, not really. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Sean, and I have with me at the moment these two idiots. Introduce yourself as yourselves, idiots. Um, well, I I guess that means that I shouldn't speak then, and uh, I should just wait for the idiots to introduce themselves. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, uh, oh sorry, I, I'm Noah. <laughs> I almost said it. He almost gave it away. He almost spoiled the surprise. Hello. Hi. Hi, yes. I'm, uh, I'm Jay. Uh, that's all you need to know about me. Okay. Ooh, so you're the letter J? Yes, yes, just the letter J. Mysterious J. I was on another podcast once, and I, they just referred to me as that guy in the corner. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna refer to you as the Canadian guy. That works too. And if we ever get you along here, well, he'll just be the Australian guy. <laughs> Am I the American guy? No, because I'm also American, so you're not unique. He is the American one of the guys. American guys. Yeah. This is this is not a podcast about American exceptionalism. <laughs> All right, we'll do that one next time. <laughs> All right, but while we're on the subject of America, oh boy, do I think we should switch to a communist state? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, look, listen, guys, if we reformed it and made it absolutely perfect, it would be absolutely perfect. Yes, a perfect Sounds thing would be perfect. To me. That reminds but, me, we should play Paranoia. All right. Um, yes, we totally need to play Paranoia at some point. I, You know what? That sounds awesome, but I've never played it. I don't know what it really is, really. Don't worry. <laughs> if, you've never really played, play. if you've never played it, then the the rules are already for you. <laughs> yeah, if you've never played it, it's just better. I've only played a failed version, but then never got further than, like, a few... Like, I don't even know. I want to play Call of Cthulhu. That sounds awesome. Just, like... Like, you're just completely helpless, is what it seems like. You're just, like... <laughs> Well, probably won't be too long before Sean's running another Call of Cthulhu game, so... Probably not. No? Uh, well, maybe after I'm done with this 5e game. Yeah. Is my mic, uh, mic volume okay? Yeah, I can hear you yes. fine. It's, I'm watching the levels, it's pop, it's going all over the place. All right. Oh, it does huh. that. It does that sometimes. Alright, anyway, let's move on. Uh, since this is our inaugural episode, inaugural, that's another word that I wanted to use in the intro and I forgot. <laughs> Alright. Uh, that, that long pause in the middle of me saying all those random words was because I was trying to remember inaugural. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Well, it looks like you failed your task, so yes, congratulations. This, po- this podcast is already an abject failure, we should just give up and kill ourselves. At the end of the session, you're gonna get half XP for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, um. If you stumbled upon this podcast, uh, completely by accident, because you were lost and confused, and you're an old person navigating iTunes, or if this is on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever I'm gonna put this on, uh, you may be wondering, what the hell are we talking about? Uh, good question. Jay, what are we talking about? RPGs, I think. Oh. 
And oh, and what is an <laughs> RPG, Jay? Oh, sorry, was that supposed to be explaining what it is? Okay, um, well, uh, an RPG... Uh, Rocket-propelled grenade. Play. Moving on. Yes. All right. Um, <laughs> but in it's this context... It's a role-playing game, which is... But we're talking about tabletop RPGs, like, correct? Like, isn't that what you're supposed to call them? Like, not just role-playing games? Well, yeah, but let's talk about what a role-playing game is in general and talk about what a tabletop role-playing game is. That sounds like a good idea to me, right? Anyone? I was just asking if, like, I was well, off really, base who's got, who, who has the time to say tabletop at the start of everything? I mean, that's just exhausting. I, I do, but, like, I... Oh, I, oh, I, I also, look, at, look at Mr. I got all the time in the world over here. Well, listen, I also have the time to type in perfect grammar at all times if you haven't noticed yet, so, you know. I did not. I had. I always do. Yeah, that, that, that's what you call perfect grammar? Well, if... Look, look how, how maybe, completely yeah, uh, worth it it was. <laughs> Someone didn't notice it was it's not because I want people to notice, it's because it makes me feel better. You know, like, oh, I like... That, that's, that's all that's important, really. Anyways... That's why I kill people. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Um, totally comparable subjects. Yes, oh, yeah. yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Uh, Alright, role-playing games. Uh, yes. So, uh, yes. role-playing games are, in general... Any sort of game where you take on uh, the role of a non-existent character that you've created, it could be said that like role-playing games have existed for a really long time in the form of old games people would imagine themselves as cops and robbers, like that. But more recently, RPGs, uh, role-playing games are more commonly in two variant forms. There's role-playing games on in video games where you take on the role of a specific character, usually with stats and leveling and stuff like that. And there's the tabletop version, which is where you do the exact same thing, but there's no electronics involved. That was a really, like, good definition. Well, I, it, like, it, you just made the rest of this podcast, like, everything we did before it just seemed like crap. <laughs> Can I, um... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'd like to give my own definition. Oh, what is what is your definition, Noah? My definition is um, a gaming experience that's meant to immerse the player um, through stats that develop you. Um, it doesn't always necessarily include stats; it can also include gear and like gold. And I I I really think it's um, meant to immerse the player into his role, um, whether he created his character or not, um, and to try to um, make him feel like like he actually is the character and he actually is interacting with the world. So, like, a role-playing game is, well, never, almost never linear. And if, well, if it is linear, then um, it, it it's designed to make you feel like it isn't, you know? So, yeah, there you go. There's my definition. So what you're saying is that Final Fantasy XIII was a pretender. <laughs> I can totally get behind that. <laughs> Agreed. I never played. Way, I don't. You know what? I never played any Final Fantasy games. So. By the way, uh, Noah's insistent use of the word "he" reminded me of something I've always found interesting about D and D specifically, but I don't know if it's, uh, other RPG games might do it as well. I, I like. I find it very interesting how in all of the uh, 
like textbooks, uh, not textbooks, uh, guidebooks and stuff like that, it almost always refers to the character as a female. It's almost always she may do this and stuff. I always found that weird. I, I never. It, I mean, it's cool, but it's does not weird. does D and D do that? Uh, I've noticed it mostly in D and D that all like the core rule books and stuff like that usually refer to like when they refer to the player character doing something like as the you in the scenario like mm-hmm. you could try to do this it usually says the player char- the character she might it's almost always uses the female noun for them but I've, I've noticed that in World of Darkness books but I don't think I've ever noticed it anywhere else oh well yeah almost I haven't read that many rule books so it might actually only be just in the ones I've read mm-hmm. but I noticed in most of all the ones I've read or at least most of them it's almost always refers to the player character as if it was a female character you see, I thought that um, I thought that it always just referred to it as the party. That, that's what I remember. Like, but when party. you're talking well, about I an mean, individual like, character, I, I'm trying to think of an example, but I can't really think. Of, I could probably pull up the rule book, but that would take a little while, so I don't really want to do that and like leave yeah. white noise. But well, I'm uh, dead air. Well, let's get off this tangent and get back to our yeah. topic at hand. Yeah. It, maybe we can do. Maybe we could talk about this later at, at yeah. one of the other podcasts. So, um. Role-playing games, uh, most people are probably familiar with, uh, video, with computer RPGs, CRPGs, like, uh, Skyrim, and Fallout, and Dragon Age, the original, like, Dragon Age in its original form, not the tabletop RPG adaptation, because that's just needlessly confusing. Um. Wait, what? Yeah, there's a tabletop adaptation of Dragon Age. I did not know that. Yeah, that's interesting. I have never actually played any of the Dragon Age games. I played Inquisition and I thought it was garbage. But anyway, <laughs> let's continue. And then Noah's murdered by fanboys. Hey! <laughs> oh no! Oh my God! All three viewers, like pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't have. I, the, I don't think the other the other people on our D and D group listening to this. <laughs> yeah, they're going. They're going to kill me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, I know. Hey, advertise, and maybe it'll get out there more. Anyway, well, I meant more, you never know. One of them might actually kill you, but... <laughs> oh, that'd be interesting. <laughs> I don't know. That place no, ten- Noah, Noah. This guy seems like a live heart. I, I, I honor and I accept your sacrifice. <laughs> hey, you know what? If anything was going to kill me, it was that horrible joke about capitalism in like, the third session that I think everyone forgot about, but I never will because how bad it was. I, I did forget about that one. I, I said I didn't realize that uh the people I, I didn't realize blah 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 was capitalist and but like I accidentally said socialist which completely oh. destroyed <laughs> the point of the joke. <laughs> yeah, ki- kind of um kind of different economic theory. Yeah, there, Noah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the exact opposite almost. Yeah, or is it the exact opposite? But I think it might actually uh, be. No, see, I, I think I'm not sure. Well, I I don't think exact opposites can really exist in the line of economic theories, but. Wow, True. this is a really far off tangent. Well, that's hey, the best part of podcasts, isn't it? If if there was an opposite in like economics, like it would be a completely unworkable system. Like, yeah, ah, uh, it's like so we want to make an opposite of capitalism. So what? We don't have any money ever. <laughs> I, I, whatever, guys. Uh, or we're anyways, we're, we're, Ameri- we're Americans. We don't know anything about this stuff. We we don't, we can't even tell the difference between communism like and socialism. We like to think we do, though. I'm right. Canadian. Well, well lottie da, Mr. Canadia. <laughs> yeah, I prefer Canuxia. Whatever. 
Okay, so... Trying to make that a thing. To get back to our introductory topic, <laughs> um, what is a role-playing game? Well, as I was saying, most people are more familiar with the video games, but there are, uh, before those, and still are, uh, tabletop role-playing games that are played with pencils and papers. There are also live-action role-playing games, but we don't talk about them here in these in these parts, because we're elitist <laughs> bastards. Oh um, yeah, I completely forgot about those. <laughs> yes. Lips. And, uh, you know what I have to refer to it as, is, uh, pretending you're a child again, for like a little bit. That just makes it seem innocent. You gotta stop doing that. Okay. I, I can I mean, already tell, I can already you know tell, what, though, no, it, Noah is the guy that, that, like, people are gonna tune in just to hate. Cool. <laughs> hey, that's me, everyone. Oh, I don't know. You get I to think be ha- our Simon Cowell, I guess? Yeah. <laughs> that's the best one I can think of, I'm sure. No, Noah is our Donald Trump. John Cleese, <laughs> is that a good one? The, I mean, that no one actually hates that, him, but that's his character. His I'll generate like a lot of, uh, I'll generate a lot of traffic. People to come here just to show us. They'll show us with their thousands of views that they're giving yeah. us. Oh yeah, Wait. this this guy's yeah. def Noah's definitely Donald Trump. All right, um, <laughs> yeah. we, he just needs the hair. Yes. So, uh, long ago, in the far off age of, like, the 1970s, um. There was a uh, game called Chainmail, and this was a war game. And there's still war games. Warhammer's the big one, I believe. Like, people would get up, and they got little miniatures, and it's like, these are the, our armies, and they're attacking each other and stuff. And um, this guy called Gary Gygax... I think that's how you pronounce his name, right? It's not. I'm not, like, I'm not yeah. completely embarrassing myself right now, am I? No idea. But yeah, he he developed a uh, supplement for chainmail, uh, where instead of controlling an army, you controlled individual characters, and yep. this supplement was called Dungeons and Dragons, and mm-hmm. it eventually grew into its own thing and became the first role-playing game. So, to the original question of what is a role-playing game. Uh, one of these idiots, I can't remember which one, said something about, like, cops and robbers and whatnot. I did. You did? Okay. You, yeah. you get You get a gold star. Yay! Uh, yeah, like, it's sort of like that. You're playing a role, obviously, that's, it's in the freaking name, if you can't figure that out, you're hopeless. But, um, you're playing a role, and you know how, like, when you're a little kid playing cops and robbers, you'd be like, bang, bang, hey, I shot you. What? No, you didn't. You missed. No, I shot you. No, no, you missed. You, oh, you missed. Oh, God, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, I'm old. <laughs> you're, you're old because you had a childhood? Uh, is that a this childhood than free cops and robbers? This this is what irritated me, though. It's like, when okay, so, like, your friend has a sword, but you have a gun, but, like, like, you shoot at them, but, like, you know, like, oh, no, I, I dodged it with my sword. I used my sword, like, yeah. you, parried, you parried a bullet? Like, exactly. I, I would be I like, totally allowed that, but then I was, like, very into fantasy. And I don't care about realism. I, no, like, I don't know. Like, I was just, like, even when I was a kid, I was like, no, that's it's, that's crazy. Like, like when, <laughs> I, when I was a kid, I once saw someone, like, try to pull off punching the bullets out of the air. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I slapped it, and it's not there now. Anyway, yeah, situ- situations no. like this are exactly why 
are exactly why uh, role-playing games have rules and stats and stuff like that. So your characters have numbers that tell you how good they, how good you are at certain th- how good they are at certain things, and you roll and you ha- there's some kind of mechanic for resolving conflicts using it's those numbers. Based. Always, it's even not if always it's not dice. Even if it's not luck based, it's luck based. Mm-hmm. There, there are some. There are some that use cards. Still luck based. Yeah. No, I, you see, I thought the direction <laughs> you're going with that for is like that's why you have a dungeon master to tell you what actually happens. Like, oh yes. The dungeon master is the person. Well, in in generic terms, it's game master when you're talking yeah. about like everything. But that's the person who basically, um, like explains what's going on and plays everyone who isn't a player character, including the monsters and the opposition. The dun the game master is basically um the person who runs the obstacles. Oh man, I am. I like to think of him as God. I like to think of him as God himself because it's just more funny. That it's just funnier that way. It's like. <laughs> Hang on a second, guys. I'm going to talk to God for a second to see what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. God, can I go to the store and buy X? I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? Uh, God, what what, what do I see in this room? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to take a look um, around. I'm imagining dude. all of the players as, like, blind people with <laughs> no idea what's going on around them. They constantly have to ask God what's around them and stuff. <laughs> God, like, I, I God, I roll, God, I roll a fourteen. Like, what do I hear? <laughs> do I, I hear anything? Do I hit anything? Yeah. Do, do I see anything extra special since I got a twenty, a natural twenty? <laughs> oh man! So, someone mentions like um, France. God, do I know what that is? <laughs> do I know what they're talking about? God, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. Speaking hey, God, of, God, do I know how to operate this? <laughs> like t- talking about a computer. <laughs> hey, God, do I know I'm playing a game? No, <laughs> <laughs> always no. Unless you go for some really meta stuff. All right, are you there, God? It's me, Fat Gar, the the destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, out of character, though, it's Noah. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... Anything you guys want to add about our definition of role-playing game? Uh, both of ours are wrong. Let's continue. <laughs> I actually have a bit of a question. So, role-playing without the game part, just RPing and stuff, how does that fit into the RPG? RP in general. Like, like Freeform? Yeah. It seems like it's similar to, uh, like, it's it's in a way similar to tabletop games, but, like, it seems like it's more dialogue-based, because yeah. uh, other than that, it'd be, like, kind of impossible for it to... It's more, like a, it's more like scripting something than it is playing something. Yeah. I haven't... Freeform I haven't... games are a lot more built on social contract than, um, like, pen and paper yeah. RPGs, because... Yeah. I mean, you, in order to prevent that situation of you shot me, no, you didn't, from coming up, uh, yeah. everyone needs to be more or less on the same page with a freeform game. And, yeah. like, pen and paper games don't need to worry about that, because, like I said, they have a conflict resolution mechanic. Yeah. I'm actually, I, I actually RP, like, I run RPs a lot, and I, lately I've been doing basically the idea of adding stats and combat mechanics into my RPs. Hmm. <laughs> 
I think I'm very slowly turning them into RPGs. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're I, bringing them to the dark side. Yeah. I think we've all had our own ideas for, like, a tabletop role-playing game. To, like, oh, yeah, I've had, like, several. Yeah, like, like I'm, I have one right now that I'm kind of developing in my mind. Oh, know? we should totally at one point just do one where we all talk about our great our, our yeah, best be uh, RPG. <laughs> at the same time, we should also talk, at that same time, we should also talk about what fantasy heartbreakers are. Uh, I don't know what that is. A, a fantasy heartbreaker is a, um... No, no, save it for another episode. <laughs> Should we save it for another episode? Listeners, what do you think? You can't tell us anything because you're listening to a recording, you idiot. All right. <laughs> well, we always make it a poll that goes with the recording, but anyways. <laughs> should, should we have talked about this in this episode? <laughs> Everyone says yes, we feel like dumbasses. <laughs> well, we don't know what they are, so do you think that they're like something that's worth having its own episode dedicated to? or I could just give up brief overview of what they are right now. Yeah. Like, quick explanation. Give a, give a brief overview, and then we'll maybe go into uh, Fantasy bit. Heartbreaker is, um... Well, in the RPG industry, Dungeons & Dragons is, like, the king. It's the big one. Yep. Like, everyone knows Dungeons & Dragons. Even people who don't play RPGs knows that it is, know that it is a thing that exists. But they have no idea what it is. Yeah, they have no idea what it is, but they know it's a thing that exists. Like, I don't know, nerds play it? Has yeah. It dice? It's, it's, uh, some, it's some nerds. And it has to do with the devil, right? Right, right. Oh yeah, but um, like, it's Satan's game. Um, you have to dress up as like a wizard. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and don't forget, if you say your real name at any point, you get slapped in some Cthulhu. But um, in so there are a lot of people who sort of like get involved in RPGs and only play Dungeons and Dragons, and they don't actually realize like how uh how um varied they uh. In, like the market is, there are a lot of like yeah. different RPGs for different genres and stuff. So, and there are a lot of different mechanics that are very different from D and D. Yeah. So what happens is that sometimes people decide they want to create their own RPG, and they end up creating basically something that's D and D, but with some shiny new mechanic that invariably has been done before. Yeah. <laughs> and they they're convinced that oh, this is such a new, original, really cool game, really improving, like, no one's ever done this before, but they have, and that's called a fantasy heartbreaker. Ah, I had one of those once. Mine was basic, although it wasn't, wasn't even any new mechanics, it was literally just D&D, but sci-fi. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, actually, uh, do, I, I, do you I know there, there is actually now. a game that mechanically is just D&D and sci-fi? I have it on my I know. shelf. It's, uh, what was it called? You said uh, it before, but I don't remember. The now. one I have is Stars Without Number. Yes. Oh, that's a really good game. <laughs> so is, uh, so is, oh my god, what is it called? Shadowrun, I believe? Um, I, I, I like Shadowrun as a setting, but I am not a fan of its mechanics. You know, I actually think it's they're very complex, like, rolling and stuff. Yeah, I, I, I think the rolling's interesting, though. You know what I mean? And it's like, mm-hmm. I, I, I also like, I don't know, I like it personally. I, Whatever. I played it once. I don't remember who was DMing, but I remember that event. Like none of the players could figure out how the hell the rolling worked and couldn't tell if they were rolling well or not. So the DM event was just everyone. Oh, they must be dense or something. Because I watched a video and it like immediately got it. I don't know. It seems pretty simple. Like your die, like you roll the amount of dice equivalent to your stat for that for rolls that involve that stat. Like I don't know. It's how do you know if you rolled well? 
Um, because the dice check, like you count, you count how many you roll that are five or a six. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's pretty simple. Yeah, I, I had no idea what any of my rolls meant, so eventually the DM just started rolling for all of us and yeah, being the, like, you the did basic, good, you didn't. The basic mechanic for Shadowrun, like the basic dice pool system, is simple enough, but my issue with Shadowrun is that it has just so many, like, uh, subsystems and formulas for specific actions and all this stuff, mm-hmm. and it's just... It, it feels like there are more... It feels like there are more rolls than there really need to be. <laughs> Mm. The funny thing is, uh, the the idea that I was talking about for role playing game, like it has like a very um, in depth combat system. Like that's what it's gonna have. Like there's gonna be a lot of rolling <laughs> if you're fighting in, with this system. <laughs> that system is actually very simple, and I think it already exists. But it's the one I it's, it's one of the ones I prefer for running. Like when I do put stats into an RP, I usually use this system. It's a simple three-stat system. Okay. With, uh, well... Uh, it's like, you have a stat that represents physical stuff, stat that represents mental stuff, and a stat that represents, like, magic and spiritual stuff. Oh. And then you for a get... Second I, for a second I thought you were gonna say social, and I was like, oh, that's basically the storyteller system, but... <laughs> oh, really? Oh. Well, well, yeah. White Wolf... Stor- the... Yeah, the storyteller system in World Darkness divides all these stats between physical, mental, and social. Ah, oh yeah. But there, there's more than three stats, but there, there are three broad categories for them. Well, this is just three. I usually call it body, mind, and spirit. Ah, and I'm pretty sure I actually got from someone, which is why I'm pretty sure it already exists, but I don't remember where. But like, I also, I, I did add a little bit to it, like how you put your stats. Is you literally just put one of these stats is is three, one of these stats is two, one of these stats is one, and it rolls on a d at like a. Difficulty and number of successes needed for everything. I mean, well, I, I I could describe to you how my system works, but that take a while. It take a while. Yeah, and our <laughs> listeners have already listened to us drone on for like six or seven minutes about random things they don't care about. So, yep. rambling's half the fun, though. Yes, yeah. rambling, rambling is, is all the fun of a co- of a podcast. Rolling yeah. ones, we ramble. Yeah, <laughs> rolling ones. We're just it. like every other podcast that rambles. No, like, no, oh. rolling ones. We ramble. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> rolling ones. This is supposed to be an RPG podcast, but <laughs> we're supposed to be a po- instead, RPG instead podcast. We're ta- instead, we're talking about so- about capitalism. <laughs> no, no. It turns out we're just all egomaniacs, and we're just rolling around. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyone know anyone who's good at art? Because we should totally get like a. Uh, I know someone who's good at art, but I would rather never talk to that person. Ouch. Well, hey, uh, he, he lives in Lithuania, and like he is always flirting with me. And he, oh. he's and he's straight and fourteen. That's straight. That is that is kind of yeah. weird. Yeah. Yes. It's very interesting. Eh, whatever. Artists are all artists are all awful anyway. Hey Jay, I thought your oh girlfriend was an artist. I, I'm dating, dude. I, yeah, I am dating an artist. <laughs> no, 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 no. The reason I'm like, dude, whoa, it's like that's super broad. That's like any. <laughs> it could be like a musical artist. It's broad could... as the stroke of a brush. Anyone's. <laughs> Not to mention, I, I, I'm pretty sure at least two of the people in this like podcast right now are writers. So. <laughs> 
I say pretty sure because I'm not quite sure if I actually am or not. I know you are. I'm not gonna say who. They can say. I used to want to be a writer. <laughs> I was there. No. <laughs> I have a I I have a degree in writing, but really try to live off that, and you're just gonna starve. Uh, hang on. Do you, okay. You have a degree in writing. Creative writing. Oh, that's cool. You, you um you have a degree in English, right? Yeah. So can you help me understand this? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. It's gonna be the driest, worst thing. Okay, it's about um it's about ethical conduct and psychology. It's a book about ethical conduct. Oh dear God. <laughs> what does this have to do with Okay. Please, just just give me this, okay? It's just a okay. sentence. I need you to translate it to like the vernacular, okay. You need to translate it to human speech. Yeah. Um Okay, so like it's talking about enforcement of ethical conduct and psychology and like Various ways can be done. Number four. Only ones. Uh, we help people with the homework. <laughs> no, number four. Additional control through civil litigation of malpractice complaints resulting from both the definition of practice that accomplished the evolvement of licensure and higher visibility and the higher visibility of the profession of psychology. <laughs> <laughs> I got like three words of that, and then I just. No, my uh, mind I shut down. Okay, um, okay, from from the I think I understood the first half. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Um. Okay. So this is what I gained out of it. Uh, you can get sued, and you probably won't get a job because everyone knows what you did. Yeah, basically, like enforcing <laughs> yeah. ethical conduct. Basically, here's how you enforce ethical conduct. Uh, we have a channel so that anyone who feels you've been unethical can complain about it. It says uh, through civil litigation, so. I, I feel like that's a lawsuit. I could be wrong. Anyhow, uh, that's Ro- rolling out. ones. We talk about the ethics of psychology. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like the uh, what I said earlier. Rolling ones. We help people with their homework. <laughs> if we did that, we might get more listeners. Anyways, <laughs> rolling ones. We repeat our jokes. Yes, all the time. It's rolling be a ones. Thing. We should have a counter for every time I repeat a joke, because I'm not sure you guys heard Rolling it. Rolling Ones, we repeat our jokes. Rolling Ones, <laughs> exclusive rewards for the Razor Faithful. Wait, what? Thank you, Razor, for uh, uh, paying for everything. <laughs> because what? of this podcast. Did we, did we just suddenly get a sponsor? Or... <laughs> hey, hey, we keep advertising for them. Who knows, man? <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, we should probably... Ro- Rolling Ones, brought to you by Tor Fantasy Books. <laughs> Tor Fantasy Books, I'm plugging you. Please send me free books. <laughs> just, just, just insert, like, uh, product placement everywhere and hope something latches. <laughs> it's, it's the best way to do it. Well, we should get back to the original topic. <laughs> I think I think we've already. I think the original topic is dead, bleeding out, and buried in the ground. Yeah, uh, I mean, let's I take it up. And... We finished with the first part of the topic, anyways. I think we were going to move on, weren't we? Yeah, I think we were basically about to move on to our next next topic. Might as well do it now, anyway. Yeah, because yeah, I don't even know what we were talking about Neither before. Do I. <laughs> This non before you decide to bring up freaking psychology ethics. Look, okay, I thought it was funny because there was like it doesn't make any sense really. I mean, it does, but like it, you have to like decipher it for like an hour. Yeah, I I I didn't study psychological jargon. 
I studied the difference between uh, feminism, queer theory, and post-colonialism. So if you're confused about that, I can help you. But if you're confused about, like, something in the medical field, yeah, I'm I'm lost. So the, the funny thing about we that can is... Ask it, that. Can I ask, what the hell is up with Tumblr? Why does uh, it exist? It's uh, a social media site, Jay. What, okay, yeah, I, it, meant, it, I meant the specific... There's many different... Okay, you know what? Think of social media like the free market, and there's supply and demand, there's a point of equilibrium, and Tumblr has one, okay? Okay. <laughs> well, you listen here, okay? I am a, I am a social, I am a socialist, communist, liberal, SJW who wants to destroy good Christian America and take all the money from all the white people and give it to, like, gay married colored people who want to steal your guns. How did you, uh, become a socialist and a... Communist? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> don't, don't think about that. <laughs> I thought about it, j- and... J- uh, just know, you... just know, that if my family asks, I am a right-leaning centrist. <laughs> By the way, uh, it was you who made that, uh, like, thing that was, like, the most right-wing thing ever, was, like, satirical. That was you, right? Yeah, let's talk about that when we're not on a podcast. <laughs> hey, um, just just adding on to the communist and socialist at the same time. I want <laughs> private property, but I don't want private property. <laughs> <laughs> what are we even talking about anymore? Rolling ones. We're actually a political podcast. <laughs> Tune in next week. Here, oh my god, I sound like a three-year-old, too, is the funniest part about that. Like, talking about politics, but I sound three, I don't know. (laughs) This kid thinks he knows how the world works. Okay, let's continue, because we're like half an hour in. (laughs) Only half an hour? Wow. 41 minutes, 32 minutes, actually. I've got 3347, you're cutting out the beginning, okay, got it. Alright, so, um, our next topic, our next actual topic that doesn't involve tangents, um, but it probably will, um, (laughs) is how we got started with role-playing games. Noah, I believe you are the most recent uh, person to be inducted into our sinister cult of RPGs, so you go first. Um, I just want to... Um, I just want to say, my story is probably, like, the worst, in the sense that, like, like hearing it, you're just like, wow, this sounds, like, horrible. But anyway, whatever. Well, well, well good. We'll, we'll have, um, we'll, like, we'll, we won't have any competition, then. Good, awesome. Alright, so, I was Skyping with my friend. Um, his name is Joel. Um, well, his, let's just call him Jay. I'm supposed to keep people anonymous. Whatever, you don't know his last name, you'll never find him. Uh... <laughs> Um, yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you'll ne- you'll never find him on the satellite of love. <laughs> <laughs> you'll never find his butt. Uh, anyway, <laughs> and uh, I was I was like very bored, and uh, he had he had recently gotten into watching like a lot of like role playing games, like video so videos on uh, it me JP's channel, you know. Um, and he he pretty much just started out. By with, by just DMing me randomly, <laughs> like I'm serious. This is like completely out of nowhere. 
Like, he didn't even ask if I wanted to. He was just like, okay, Noah, you're sitting in a tavern. What do you do? <laughs> I was like, uh, I pull out my dick. Like, okay. Are there any girls there? <laughs> no, no. No, I, I said I pull out my dick. <laughs> he said, okay, roll stealth. How do I do that? What are you talking about, man? <laughs> but I, but I did, and I pull out my penis. No one noticed, and then, <laughs> then I started pissing in the air, and no one noticed, like straight up. Oh my God. And when no one noticed that, I said, "Well, clearly I'm some sort of magical god." So I just start standing up on the bar stool, and, and <laughs> yeah. And it just kind of went on from there, and we played Dungeons and Dragons like just him and me, his him DMing myself without any real rules for like for like a month, like straight. Like it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Are you sure? Are you sure you were playing Dungeons and Dragons and not indulging some weird sexual fetish? <laughs> uh, no. Okay, so like, I never. First of all, that character was never named. <laughs> Second of all, um. Do you want to know? Do you want to hear how that story ended? The story ended the same the same day, like not even twenty minutes later. Um, the events that had transpired was I was kicked out of the bar. Then I uh, tried to br- I, <laughs> I knocked on a person's door at like four a.m. Uh, until the guards tried to stop me, and then I waited for him to go away. And I tried to break into the house and I couldn't. And then, uh, and uh, after I failed breaking into the house and cutting up my hands trying to climb into a broken window uh i uh i saw a person with gardening supplies walking around so i went up to them and i pulled out a hand grenade and in D and it wasn't really D and D. like okay. none of the rules i just pulled out a hand I, and because it was totally just not serious at all he's like okay sure you pull out a hand grenade and i just pulled the pin and i killed us both so yeah that was that's how that guy's story ended he died that's fascinating Yes. He sounds like the best D&D character. Honestly, that sounds a lot more fun than your game. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> don't, don't kill me. <laughs> yeah, no, that was totally awesome. Yeah. Whoa, a, like a, a, oh. a new player enters the ring. What are you doing here, man? A new challenger approaches. Yes. Are, aren't these supposed to be tabletop RPGs? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> all right, it, Technicalities. All right, so new new idiot, introduce yourself. Uh, I'm sorry, I could, are you addressing me or the guy next to me? I can't really tell. Uh, you, clearly. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Oh, okay. <laughs> you made uh, the same well, joke no one made. Greetings, everyone. My name is Max, and I am a nerd. In case that right. wasn't obvious. It wasn't. We know nothing about you. No, Nobody in the podcast knows anything about you. You, uh, you missed a uh, riveting conversation about psychology, ethics, and communism, so... <laughs> So nothing of interest. Yes. <laughs> Got I started both of those tangents, by the way. <laughs> because he uh, hates that the subject me. matter. So anyway, yes, everyone's all listeners say hi to Max. They said hi, Max. Oh, hi. I, I assume I assume that they like have this on their iPod and they're listening to it in public and they just walking on the streets. Just they just suddenly go, "Hi, Max." Hello, Max. Uh, I've been uh, without uh, alcohol for uh, a <laughs> couple of weeks now. Uh, just, All right, uh, that's boring. Let's go good on you. And I'm like, yeah, woo. Yeah. <laughs> you, we, we just started uh, 
sharing how we got started with RPGs, and Noah went first and shared a riveting story about pissing in a tavern, so. <laughs> that sounds... Um, I, I envy you for coming in at this point. <laughs> so, Noah, anything else you want to share with the class? Um, yeah, your, your game of D&D is the first real tabletop role-playing game I've been in. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, so like you're like when it ends, you're gonna move on to like another game, and you'll be like, "Wow, this is so much better! I never knew it could be as fun. <laughs> I never knew it could actually be good." <laughs> yeah, it, the funny thing, like, <laughs> my character is just gonna be killed instantly next session, isn't she? <laughs> the thing that sucked though about like not playing with real rules is that like, like DM ruling was all that happened, and like you're like, no, you're too strong. Fuck you! I don't want you to have that. Like, okay, got it. And, like, pretty much is what happened. What went on for a while, and it was annoying. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Uh, let's move on down the line. Jay, share your story of your induction into the our sinister cult. Uh, um, it's actually kind of hard for you to figure out where my first. Uh, um. Oh man, what's it called? First meeting with RPG is, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how to, what else to call that. Uh, I think it would be, uh, I had a group of friends in high school. and uh, What? Decided... Friends in high school? Yeah, I know. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Me? No, no, this is before he played. This is before he played role-playing games. Oh, okay, that, that, now, now it makes perfect sense. <laughs> uh, the idea of me having friends is still kind of surprising, though. Um... But yeah, so, uh, apparently my friends have been playing D&D without, without telling me. <laughs> uh, including my girlfriend, anyways. Um, wow, okay. Was, in fact, my girlfriend at that point in time. Um, but eventually, they I, I guess they needed a second person, so, like another person, so they invited me to join them, and I joined, and I played probably the stupidest character of all time. I... At that point in time, I decided I wanted to play a chaotic neutral character, had no clue what that meant, so basically create a bloodthirsty psychopath. Oh. Who I so, decided was also a religious fanatic. So, okay. amusingly, he was a religious fanatic who worshipped Ayun. So that didn't make any sense at all. Right. And, so you're uh, more intelligent. Yeah, apparently. But I'll yeah, he, he was also a necrophilic just because I wanted to make everyone else uncomfortable. <laughs> I think I think you shared this experience with us before, actually. I, I yeah. am already I am already uncomfortable just on the subject matter. All right. What? Well, like, okay. So we have one person whose first experience is like some weird expositionist, and another person whose experience is this freaky necrophiliac. What the? Okay, we're gonna get to we're gonna get to Max, and his first character is gonna be like a serial killing rapist or some shit. <laughs> no, he's funny um, thing is, but anyways. <laughs> The funny About thing is, that. he's not even the only—he's not even the only person in like our D and D group who who had a character who was a necrophiliac at some point. Daniel's character was, like, yeah. But anyways, um, <laughs> after that, I think my first actual gaming experience that wasn't me being a complete dumbass uh, was actually uh, your um, your uh, third edition game or something like fourth your, edition. Yeah, your fourth edition uh, uh, essentials game. Yeah. Which uh, was probably the first time I ever played a character who was actually anything important. And it was way more fun, actually. Hmm. Um, that character was a... Lo uh, essentially, it was considered unaligned 
because lawful neutral wasn't a thing, and I was gonna, probably going to make it chaotic neutral if I could, because I still didn't quite understand what that meant, but now I know it probably should have been lawful neutral. <laughs> it was a character who was basically a warrior who sought fame and fortune, and had a strict, uh, but very specific to himself code of bravery, like never turning his back on an enemy, stuff like that, but had no qualms about good, about be- being honest or good or anything like that. So it was Tesca, but as a tiefling dude. <laughs> yeah, tiefling paladin of Doldorn. <laughs> I'm sorry, what about a dildo? Doldorn. <laughs> okay. Max! Yeah. Hi, that's me, Ma- uh, I mean, Max. <laughs> <laughs> Please, share your experience of your first time. Uh, sure. What Was it gentle? Um, <laughs> define gentle. <laughs> Just talk, talk about role-playing games, you perv. Ahem. <clears throat> Uh, what kind of role-playing games? I can talk oh, about the really so. nasty ones, I mean, you know. Yeah, but, uh, my you first fatal? introduction to, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh my. That, that's gonna be an episode. We are going, we are all going to get caught, like, uh, PDFs of Fatal and try to dramatically, try to read as much of it as we can without losing our minds. <laughs> like, oh god, let's yes. roll with it. Uh, my first introduction to tabletop RPGs was D&D 3.5. Uh, me and my friends had always, like, had the idea of playing at some point, but we never really had the, like, we never really knew how to, just because none of us was, like, knew how to DM or how to play for that matter. And, uh, I was shopping around Barnes and Noble, and I saw the 3.5 starter pack. So I bought it, showed my friends, we started learning, and, uh, my one friend, Chris, uh, decided he would be the DM. And he found a campaign module thing called uh, Sunless Citadel, and we decided to play that. Uh, I played as a an elf cleric, and I believe we had two other friends playing at the time. One of them played a warforged juggernaut, and the other one was playing as like a half-orc barbarian or fighter or something along that line. And uh, it it was definitely an interesting experience just because Chris decided he wanted to make it painstakingly obvious when shit was about to go down and we had to try to figure out how to get around it or just how to deal with it. So one example so, was... So Chris a, was your DM in, DM in this original thing? He was. Ah, interesting. Yeah, uh, one of the uh, big uh, highlights of my character as a cleric well, not as a cleric, just as a player, I suppose, was we came across a trap door in front of a, an actual door that we needed to go through. There's, like, a little wooden beam that, like, me being an elf, I could have gotten across. But uh Mr. Big and Burly Warforge and Half-Orc over there weren't going to be able to get across it. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I have an idea. You guys are, just, like, fucking ripped as shit. So I was like, you know what? We just passed a doorway not that far down the hallway. Go rip the door off the hinges. And my DM's like, uh, Chris is like, uh, you know that's gonna be like really hard, right? I was like, that's okay. There's two of them and they're really strong. And he's like, alright. They go roll for it. They rip the thing off the hinges successfully. And he's like, okay, you have the door. Now what? I'm like, guys, lay it across the hole. <laughs> and Chris literally just stopped and looked at me like, what, what, do, what do you mean? He's like, I, I want them to lay it across the hole. So it's basically a bridge. <laughs> he's like, uh, not supposed to do that. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is D D and D. I can do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And then a bunch of murders and uh, me accidentally killing a baby goblin with a crossbow. We won't talk about that. Uh, oh, wow. Later. Okay. Look, it was so, a rolled one. So I infanticide. <laughs> so expositionism, necrophilia, and infanticide. <laughs> I'd like to point out, I was actually thinking about it, and my actual first introduction, that was what I was looking for. You already piece. had your turn. Can I just say this one quickly? <gasps> Fine. I was not actually playing an RPG. I was in chapters, and I saw the Tyrants of the Nine Hells book and read it all the way through, and that got me interested in RPGs. Good for you. Uh, Max, continue your story about uh, derailing Chris's campaign or some shit. <laughs> also, can I actually... I'm actually going to have to go for a bit. I'll be back in a second. So, after killing the baby goblin by accident, uh, we approached the Goblin King, and he was like, oh, I'm going to kill you guys, and all that. You know, typical villain monologue BS. <laughs> and uh, he, he had a few guards. We took care of them pretty easily. And finally, we're fighting the Goblin King by himself. And my Warforged friend was like, you know what? There's wait, a wait, 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 you were fighting the Goblin King? The king of that, those goblins. You were fighting King. David Bowie? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> the troll face is strong right now. Yeah. I, hope that you, I hope you guys lost, because, you know, he makes great music. No, we actually, uh, this was like the like ultimate win that we had. My Warforged friend was like, you know what? I'm going to try to rush him and knock him into the hole in the center of the room. Because there was like a giant pit in the room. And, uh... My DM's like, all right, go for it. Uh, so he rolls. And he's like, all right, he successfully falls in the hole. Uh, you guys are done with combat. Now what? My Warforged friend's like, whoa, 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 I'm not done yet. What else is in this room? He's like, there's a giant stone throne, and uh, there's a treasure chest. And he's like, okay, I take everything out of the treasure chest. He's like, okay, you get a bunch of stuff. Now what? My friend's like, I take the uh, treasure thrust chest. Yeah, thrust. Uh-huh. <laughs> treasure chest and throw it down the hole where the goblin key fell. He's like, uh, okay, what else you want to do? Like, I want to throw the throne. Like, throne. I want to throw the throne down the hole. <laughs> uh, funny fact, after we climbed down the hole a little while later, the Goblin King was still alive up until the part where that throne came down. <laughs> I'm back. So we literally would have climbed down, been attacked by the Goblin King, but my friend was like, no, nah, I'm going to throw a throne on him. Nice. Yeah, Your and then we had a psychic emotional attachment to a white dragon baby that we had to uh, give away. Is depressing. Oh. It loved us, and then we had to give it back to the kobold that actually owned it. You should have just slid its throat in front of them instead. What is wrong with you? <laughs> just like, just like imagine, just imagine Chris's reaction though, like. What? Why would you do that? What? What? Sean, I don't think I can participate in your D and D sessions anymore. I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> Zanes is going to get his neck slit in the middle of the night. <laughs> and of course, I'm passing the stealth checks. Like, there's no one. <laughs> I'm kidding. Of course, coming from the rogue. Yep. <laughs> All right. So uh, I guess it's my turn now. Oh, I can't what? wait for this. This should, this should be great. I, great, I mean, probably very standard. Yeah, I, yeah. it's actually very sad. Oh, because I had no friends. Oh. Well, I had friends, but they were lit, but they didn't want to. They weren't interested in D and D because they had sex lives. Um, those bastards. <laughs> so, um, basically, yeah. In high school, I was interested in D and D, but uh, like I said, no, no one really played with it. Play it with. Um. 
like after I graduated high school and I had a part-time job and I was in college and stuff and I was browsing Think Geeks catalog and I noticed that they had a starter set. What? 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 I think that, uh, something's wrong with this headset. Oh. Yeah, I, it, like, it seemed like you cut out there for like half your story. Well, anyway. Well, we, I heard him, so. Anyway, I was browsing Thinky's catalog, and I saw they had a starter set for Dungeons & Dragons for sale for, like, 20 bucks. So okay. I bought it, and it was shipped to me. Yeah. the starter set in the specific one I got was the um, fourth edition Red Box, which was released with the Essentials line. And it has a, um, it's, like, the its player's book starts out as a choose-your-own-adventure thing that basically... You play through an encounter with goblins, and at the well, at the same time building your character. It's like a it's like a video game tutorial. Oh, that's clever. Yeah, interesting. It is. It was really useful. Basically, like so you can so you can just jump right into the game and learn the rules as you play without anyone else there. I have a question for you, Sean. What? If you had to rate these goblins on a scale of let's say one to twenty, <laughs> <laughs> they were level one minions. Oh, they were minions. Yes. <laughs> so like. One half. So, <laughs> not even. They're, they're like zero. <laughs> you poke them, they fall over. I don't know. I did convince. I did eventually manage to convince one of my friends to try playing it, and the goblins killed him. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Good intro. He died. He died to like three minions. Wow. He, he probably just playing as a wizard. No, he was playing as a rogue. Oh. He the dice just did not let him get a hit. <laughs> Ouch. Hey, Sean, how often do you get those players that are just, like, angry every single time? Something even a little bit bad happens to them. Those people are, like, the worst. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Maybe. Like, it's like, the you know, ones where they, as soon as they roll a one, they try to pretend it never happened? <laughs> no, it's like, uh, you know, like, all right, he, uh, oh, he crits. He, he crits hitting you. Oh, God. Like, like. Oh, come on, dude. You have full health. You've never been hit yet. Like, well, this isn't anything to you, you know. The sore losers. Yeah, yeah those Yeah, guys. I'm thinking of someone specific, but I'm not his name. Uh, okay. <laughs> Does it start with an S and ends with Anchi? No. <laughs> okay. Start with her. Actually, no, he never talks anyways. Yeah. <laughs> the Oh, he crit. Of course he did. Yeah, I think that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I think in that case, it's more just because of the huge AC that character has that every time it crits, it's almost like it's a... Yeah. Uh, la- it's like it's like a lucky strike for them, and it's kind of like... Oh, God, Is it Merrick? Oh, oh, he it's has Merrick's legendary too. actions. No, I refuse. <laughs> the thing... Okay, Ro- like, um... It, in Rolling defense, ones! Though, we talk about our other... We talk about our fellow players behind their backs. <laughs> in their defense! In their defense! On the internet for them to hear it. Yes! Yep. In their defense, they, like... Um, they have like a huge crit range. Never crit ever. Yeah, that's the other yeah. thing is they have like uh, they they roll a nineteen to twenty, I think, or eighteen. Is it seventeen to twenty? It's, it's only nineteen to twenty. Yeah, it's still like though they they added to their crit range and they still can't get a single crit. Like yeah, it's, so I guess it's still even more theoretically exact. a one in ten, but yeah. Then I guess that, I guess that's why. Exactly. Yeah, I guess that's why they they get more exasperated whenever something else crits on them. It's like. Huge AC, I can't crit anything, everything crits me. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, as 
so basically my first RPGs were the um D&D 4E Essentials line. Ooh. And they were and uh like my first um first two games cuz these were basically instantaneous. One was a running a campaign on Roll20 which Jay already alluded to. That's the one that oh, he was the that tiefling. Was one of your first? Yeah, that was my the first game I ran. Oh, awesome. It was very good for a first, man. Really wish it hadn't ended. And my other one, I was a player and I was playing I was playing a shade assassin. Feel the edge. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me you named the character Edge. No, his name was his name was Garrett. Oh, uh, I was gonna ask I was gonna ask you if his name was Shadow. But... Yeah. And he <laughs> he he sucked. <laughs> Yeah, for one thing, I was for one thing I didn't really know how to build a character yet, and for another thing, uh, he was built almost he was built using a racing class from Heroes of Shadow, which is a fourth edition book, which is very subpar. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. Why don't also, you tell us how you really feel? Also, that D also that DM was a jerk. Okay, um, uh, uh Mini. Any other stories anyone wants to share at the moment before we move on? Um, oh, I, I, was really, in, I, I went to therapy today. And when I was, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I really My doctor get... says. <laughs> really oh, is that, oh, is that why you were asking about psycho- psychological ethics? Okay, no, I was, I was asking if you could understand it, like, even with a, like a degree in English. You still had a hard time yeah, understanding it. I had a degree it, like... in English, so you thought I could figure out legal psychological jargon. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because you understand. I thought you know maybe you had more expansive vocabulary than. Dude, I have a degree person. in English. It is like one of the most useless degrees. <laughs> so both of your degrees are useless. He has a degree wow. in dictionary. <laughs> he knows words good. <laughs> my my focus was creative writing. I see. So yeah, you're not very creative if you can't come up with what that jargon means. Bam, got you. Oh, shot fire. All right, so next session, Malachi is going to come down with a debilitating disease. <laughs> mummy rot. Make it mummy rot. Uh, okay, I stab myself in the throat to not give you the satisfaction. Okay. Of watching <laughs> no, it's like Merrick's all over again. <laughs> yeah, except for, <laughs> I don't. Wanna... Oh man, we, we, we need to. I, th- I think. I think if we're going to keep making references to like our game, we should probably put the recaps in the uh, description for this video. Everyone, like you, um confused old person who accidentally downloaded this. Uh, <laughs> if you're curious about what the hell we are talking about, go to everythingexplodes.wordpress.com and click on the endless C on the sidebar. Oh, it's in the sidebar? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I always just went to the newest, I always just clicked on like the title thing, went to the newest post. Yeah, that's because, my way back. Yeah, that's, that's because you're lame. Yeah, uh-huh. I am. I'm from Canada. What do you expect? Canadian, and then the Canadian, and then the Canadian guy managed to piss off all the Canadian viewers. What are we gonna have? <laughs> Please, you can't piss off Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Actually, I don't know about that. If you tell them Tim Hortons is closing down, they might get pissed. What? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> what? What? You know, I never asked this. What province are you from? Uh. Okay, depends what you mean by from, because I'm actually from two. Oh. What, which one are you currently residing in? Ontario. Okay. I'm actually, uh, 
in the same province as uh, two of the other people on the site we met. Uh, Here's a, I've only met one of them, though. Here's a fun bit of Canadian provincial trivia involving oh. dogs, so it's extra fun. Oh? Uh, the Labrador Retriever did not originate from Labrador. I knew that one, actually. It, in fact, it actually originated from Newfoundland. Yeah, well, okay. And do you know why it was called the Labrador instead of the Newfoundland? Uh, I'm not entirely sure, but Newfoundland and Labrador are actually the same place, so... They are? Well, okay. Technically, no. They're two different islands, but they're considered the same province. Oh. It's, it's referred to as Newfoundland and Labrador. Oh. I'm learning things. So basically but, what you're telling me is that the U.S. education system has failed me even more than I thought it had. There are Does ten that surprise problems. you? Yeah, uh, the U.S. education system is very limited. It's like, it's like it has such tunnel vision on just us. Yeah. Like, it, was actually that, a my, my high school actually went over the Canadian provinces and it had them as separate things. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know about that, but then again, I got a United States uh, history textbook for my history class for some reason, and uh, it was one of the, some of the most hilarious reading I've ever done. All right, so moving on, moving on from well, actually, how I'm a I, dumb I, American. I, I, I want to <laughs> hear why they're called Labradors. They're from Newfoundland. Okay, they were called Labradors because there was already a um, breed of dog called the Newfoundland. Oh, I, and I, here, but here's the best part: the Newfoundland breed. Comes from Labrador. Labrador. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, uh, there was actually a very funny uh, picture thing, like a thing I found that was uh, these people did a test where they went into like U.S. schools and Canadian schools, and in the U.S. schools they gave them a map of Canada and told them to write down the names of the provinces and where they are. And they did the same thing with the states to the Canadian kids. And both sides, you can see some of the results, and both sides are apparently terrible. <laughs> I, I know I can't. I can't tell you where any state but Washington is. So I, I know maybe like oh, and Texas. <laughs> I know maybe like I could probably label like um twelve states on a map, maybe. <laughs> Okay, well, at least I know where all my provinces are, so I guess I'm doing slightly better than you. <laughs> I don't know where any of your provinces are. Like, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I don't know all the states. I'm, I'm, a, I'm <laughs> not the best in geography. Whatever. You at least know the name. Rolling Ones, we talk about North American geography. <laughs> I feel educated already. Yeah. This is what an state? educational podcast now. <laughs> what state are you from, Sean? I am. I live in Virginia. Virginia. Yes. I. I. I think that's. I think that's east. <laughs> yes. Yes. It is. <laughs> Guys, well I've learned done, more well, stuff. Well it is indeed in the east. <laughs> well, I'm from Michigan. You, you could probably me. tell that by the fact that I use Eastern time for everything. I figured that was all of North America. I feel stupid oh, now. No. No. Uh, uh, California's three hours behind. So, oh, wow. Yeah, they live in the past. Those guys, I can't get over anything. Continue. Let's <laughs> let's go. Let's go. It's probably, we should probably get back to the... Well, uh, well since, since, we're, since we're telling, like, the internet where they can find us, Max, where can the internet find you? Uh, on the internet. Because <laughs> I don't spend my time anywhere else. Coward. <laughs> right, I'm in time fucking someone? Jersey. It isn't... <laughs> In case it wasn't fucking I, obvious. I, 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 could see why, I could see why you were reluctant to admit that. 
<laughs> oh yeah, because now you're gonna get a bunch of people comment and be like, "Oh, he's from Jersey," and they're gonna start be fucking quoting Jersey Shore, thinking right. that that show represents the just, entire state. You should be happy if people comment that, because that means people are watching. Like, <laughs> if, you know, like this is, a, this is a podcast. If they're watching, they're gonna be disappointed. They're staring at their screen, going, "Wow." <laughs> This is some great visuals. <laughs> no, they're, they're watching the progress bar with, like, anxiety. Like, no, it's going to end. It's, it's getting to the end. What are we doing? <laughs> Quick hit three one. If, if, they're still, if they're still here, like, over an hour in, then then I I applaud their dedication the to listening of, to uh, morons. Homicide, genocide, necrophilia. Yes. Yeah, no, I'd be surprised if they were here, too. Yeah. <laughs> If, if Only they got ones. That. All our fans are apparently psychopaths. <laughs> yeah. And so are all our podcasters. Like, I'm pretty sure the only person listening, like I said, is an old person who got confused and accidentally downloaded this. It doesn't know how to make it stop. Doesn't know how to, uh, doesn't know how to make it stop. <laughs> how do I make it stop? They're, call, they're calling up their, they're calling up their, their, uh, child, like, Grandson. how do I turn off the sound? Grandchildren. Grandchildren. Ask grandchildren. There are voices on the, t- on the computer. How do I make them stop? <laughs> they're talking about awful things. <laughs> they're also mentioning me. Yes. <laughs> like, they know I'm here. Cheryl, the computer box is making noises again. <laughs> How do I turn it off? We I should, don't we know. Should, we, should, we should put something in this podcast for our, our single, you know, old confused viewer. For all the single ladies? If you old confused viewer, if you listen to the end, we might... I no guarantees, but we might tell you how to turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned. Just, just, just wait a couple seconds and then we end. <laughs> just... Actually, no, we still have one more section left. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Yep. Sean, right. for the last time, I'm telling you, I'm not going to let you touch my booty. <laughs> Damn. All right. <laughs> News time. No. <laughs> Never doing that again. No, no, by all means, do it again. <laughs> Go on. No. All right, so news. Usually in this podcast, I'm going to have us do cover news stories uh, at the start, but because this was our introductory, inaugural, super special autumn pilot number one primetime episode. Forgot to settle that, huh? God damn it. Okay, um... <laughs> Am I in an episode of DBZ or something? That was really long. <laughs> this was an episode of DBZ. Of- uh, if this was an episode of DBZ, we would have spent the last half hour just scro- just shouting. <laughs> I like it. Awesome. Alright, so, uh, this episode, we'll be covering three, we have three, uh, news stories to cover at the moment, and I am probably the only one who knows anything about any of these. So well, basically, so I'm gonna, yeah, so I'm gonna say things, and these three are just gonna stare at their computer screens in confusion. Oh, I'm probably gonna... also make comments that undermine the seriousness of the news. Yes. I, I'm going to make comments that will make us go off on a tangent, and yeah, that's just going to be What, uh, you? I would never see that. <laughs> Alright, so, first. <clears throat> first up, uh, earlier I mentioned that Dragon Age has a uh, tabletop adaptation. Wait, what? Yes, yes it does. You You came in after that. Did so, you like, know that there was a tabletop version of Dragon Age? I didn't even know there was a non-tabletop version of Dragon Age. Oh, wait, yes, you don't know what Dragon Age is? Yes, Dragon Age is a video game, dude. It's it's the uh, fantasy version of Mass Effect, right? 
Yes. <laughs> I'm very concerned right now, because even I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, the people who created the tabletop version of Dragon Age were Green Ronin, that's the name of the publisher. Uh, they are currently getting a lot of business from Wizards of the Coast, because Wizards of the Coast keeps, out- keeps outsourcing D&D books to them. But, uh, Green Ronin, uh, <clears throat> developed a new system called, for Dragon Age, called, uh, fittingly, the Adventure Game Engine, or Age for short. Huh. And they recently, uh, they have released a generic version of Age called Fantasy Age. This and, sounds amazing. Yes. And Fantasy Age was really well promoted by a good old good old bearded nerd actor dude Will Wheaton. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for his um get for he created a uh his uh tabletop YouTube series uh had a spin-off where he ran a fantasy age game with a bunch of, with four other people including like I think who was it? It was Hank Green, Allison Haslip, or Haslip, or however you probably pronounce her last name. Uh, Laura Bailey and Yuri Lowenthal, because Yuri Lowenthal is just in every in everything. But <laughs> and the world was good. <laughs> but um, he ran a game. He ran a series called Titan's Grave, and you can watch it on YouTube. It's ten episodes. They just finished the first season, I believe. Cool. Anyway, uh, Fantasy Age. <clears throat> is the generic rulebook. And uh, Green Ronin also released a Titan's Grave book, which contains the adventure in the show. Oh, that's cool. And they, like, they've released the PDFs a few weeks ago. I actually own the PDFs. I'd say this was an Ascended fanboy situation, but it's Will Wheaton. He ascended a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> and... um. The physical copies are forthcoming. They'll be sent out soon, I believe. But right now, the only people who own physical copies of Fantasy Age and Titan's Grave bought them at Gen Con, where they were sold out. Oh. That's impressive. So that's the news. Green Ronin has created a D&D knockoff that sold out. Hmm. Is it better or worse than D&D? Yeah. It's it's more rules light than D&D. But it has a pretty interesting system called stunt points, uh, where you roll, f- you, it's a 3d6 system, instead of a d21. <sighs> and you roll, so you roll three, uh, six side dice, and if you roll doubles, uh, then you get stunt point, then you stunt. And you, one of your dice is colored differently than the other ones, and that's your stunt die. So when you roll doubles, the number on your stunt die is the number of stunt points you have, and you can spend those on a list of stunts to do extra stuff during your turn. Oh, that's cool. That's pretty cool. I want to do a kickflip and an ollie. Uh, if that's on a list of stunts, then go right ahead. It's, it's not. Never mind. It's not. I know it is. <laughs> that's what I think when I think stunts. Because I think back to playing Tony Hawk games when I was a kid. Okay. I like Tony Hawk 3. It was good. <laughs> Side tangents. Tony Hawk. My favorite, my favorite uh, tabletop role-playing game is uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. <laughs> actually, funny enough, wasn't that the game where you actually could make your own character and insert it in the story? Like, it yeah. actually had a story? Yeah. I believe so, yeah. Oh, God. 
So second news item involves Chaosium. Who here, right. knows, who, who here knows what a Chaosium is? I do, because you told me before this podcast. <laughs> Sounds delicious. Yes, I do. Chaosium are the people who are primarily known for Call of Cthulhu. Oh, I know that is. I yes. Know that, one. that is one of my favorite RPGs. Uh, anyway, Chaosium almost went bankrupt. Oh. You see, they, uh, they ran a Kickstarter a while back for Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition. And they also ran one for a, to create an adaptation to, for a box set, Horror on the Orient Express, which is also using the 7th Edition rules. Thing is that they vast, they vastly underestimated how much it would cost to send the box sets out. Oh. So they ended up having to funnel money from the um, 7th edition Kickstarter to, to cover the Orient Express Kickstarter. And then they didn't have any money left over to actually print out the 7th edition books. Why didn't they just take a Kickstarter to pay for the other Kickstarter? <laughs> yeah, really. But, uh, <laughs> That's the but they didn't cop to this. They were insisting, "Oh, oh, we've we we've sent them to the, we've sent proofs to the printers, and we're looking at proofs. They're looking at like the uh, printer proof now and stuff. And it, it was all bullshit." And eventually, the guy running it got uh got demoted, and like the two um like majority shareholders took reached, like took over the company, even though they stopped controlling this company like decades ago. <laughs> and anyway, long story short, short. Now another uh, publishing house called Moon Design uh, now owns a controlling interest in Chaosium. Yeah. So what's what are they known for? Anything? Uh, Moon Design is known primarily for um, a setting called Glorantha, which I don't actually know anything about. Okay. And RuneQuest, which, as I understand, is an old, like, one of the older um, RPGs that came out, like, when D&D was still, like, in the OD&D, AD&D phase. Okay, so basically they are really old, they made a really old game that no one cares about. Yeah, I don't think they're the original creators of the old game either, but, oh. like, I think that they're just, they just have rights to it. So, but, yeah, basically so, Deep Silver, got it. Yeah, and they've uh, they've announced basically that they are going to uh, using Moon Designs money. They're going to try to actually get the freak finish the freaking Call of Cthulhu Kickstarter rewards because that they finished that Kickstarter like four years ago. <laughs> took me a long time to get my romantically apocalyptic mask. I don't know why I brought that up. I, I don't even know what you're even talking about. <laughs> really good. Hashtag derailment. <laughs> I am yeah. yeah. Hashtag call that. I do have the they did actually finish eventually finish the um PDF versions of the call of the seventh edition book, so those are at least available. Yay. But they've been available for like nearly a year now. So um pretty much pretty much it sounds like if there's another call of Cthulhu edition, they're making it. No, they finished they they have Call of Cthulhu Seventh Edition done. It's the physical, the actual physical books that they couldn't afford to print. What I'm saying is, uh, if they make an Eighth Edition, like it's being made by this new com- newer company, then correct? Or my understanding? Uh, Chaosium is still an independent entity. It's just that it's now owned, like partially owned, by another company. 
basically okay. they're more like uh, bank rollers for the chaotic manager. All right, and I, okay. I bet they'll be really pissed if this happens again. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be too happy either. If I had to keep dishing out cash for my. my I believe the brother. um. I believe that they are currently projecting the physical, the actual hard copies to go out around Halloween. Finally. Hey! Oh, good timing. Yeah. Too spoopy. So, so spoopy. Yes. <laughs> I love it when it's spoopy. Just the spoopiest. In fact, you also know what else is spoopy? What? Vampires. That was a wonderful segue. I know, right? This is the best segue. You're welcome. Rolled that shit up and laid it out in front of you. Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, Because our final bit of news that we're going to cover tonight uh, involves Onyx Path Publishing, who are the people who are in... Onyx Path is basically made up of... I think it's like made up of like a bunch of old White Wolf employees because White Wolf was bought by the people who own EVE Online and they horribly mismanaged the company, so now Onyx Path handles all of White Wolf's IPs. Yeah. <laughs> and what is the name of the people who run Eve? I've been wondering that one for a while. I can't remember. They they tried to make a World of Darkness MMO and like just go online and find out like the articles about what about like because people like someone compiled like a list of like all this information that they gather from interviews from employees about the working conditions for the MMO and it's amazingly mismanaged. So, like, oh my god. Like Ultima. Yeah, like, there was no possible way that they could have actually finished. Like, they they had prototypes, and they scratched them, and they, they completely destroyed all of them, like, five times or something. Jeez. I'd say you'd think the EVE Online people would know how to make a game better, but then well, again, half, they made Part EVE of it was online. that they kept pulling, um, they kept pulling people, like, they kept pulling workers away, away from uh, World Darkness to work on Eve. Ah. Well, of course, the other thing is, you know, they made Eve, which is basically a game that's just, we made this, and now you guys, you know, actually do stuff with it, because we're not going to touch it. Yeah. <laughs> Eve is a huge microtransaction farm, too. So. Yep. Makes for anyway, some really funny stories, though. <clears throat> yeah, anyway, our actual, um, our actual news item, uh, Onyx Path at Gen Con announced two new games. Uh, I'll start with the less interesting one first. Uh, actually, I'm actually probably more interested in this than this and the more interesting one, but whatever. Uh, for the for their new World of Darkness line, they've announced a new game line, their 11th uh, supernatural game for World of Darkness. It they haven't full revealed the full title because you know every every uh, World of Darkness game has like an, a title that goes X colon the Y. I love yeah. those titles. But uh, we do know what the X in this title is. It's going to be Deviant. Oh, that sounds Ooh. awesome. Yes. And it is... Okay. In, they have specifically listed uh, shows like Orphan Black and Sense8 as inspiration. I haven't seen Sense8. I have seen Orphan Black, so clones. And it's about... And Deviant will center around uh, people. They'll be very low-powered low powered supernaturals for the most part. Like, I think they said that they're actually... By and large, the weakest supernaturals in the World Darkness games. I was about to say weaker than the Hunters, but then I realized that's not supernatural. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they're like a step above the Hunters. And, um, they're basically, they were people who've been, uh, altered by dark magics and mad science. And now they're on the run from the people who created them, and they're, and, but they're also pissed off and out for revenge. Are there aliens? Really cool story that. 
Probably. I'm not entirely sure how it fits into the World of Darkness universe, but it should be awesome. Yeah. And, uh... Let's see, there was one... They've said, like I said, they said that, um... Like, the guy who's running it... it hasn't. Nothing's actually been written yet. He basically, he just got approval for it. Uh, but the guy ru- was running it, he was explaining things on RPG Net. I was reading the thread, and he said that... Uh, while it is mostly low-powered, there is a lot of, uh power variants in the game. He wants a lot of power variants in the game, so that if you want, it is per- still perfectly possible for you to go full Alkira. Alkira? Akira. Oh, Akira. Okay. Like, with turning into the giant blob. Yeah, that so you I, 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 got, I thought you said Alkira, though. <laughs> yeah. I, You'd be a car? <laughs> I've, been, I've been talking non-stop for the past few minutes. My mouth is not doing Yeah, no, uh, understandable. We should, we should probably have drinks while we do this. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, like, you mean you guys don't have drink? Wow. I do have drinks. <laughs> uh, Alcohol doesn't count. <laughs> Alright, and the other thing they announced at Gen Con uh, is a classic World of Darkness game. Ooh. And I knew this already came And it is Vampire the Masquerade 4th Edition. Yeah. Uh, they've Vampire the Masquerade, of course, was their bit was a uh, White Wolf's big breakout hit. It was the original World Darkness game in the nineties. Are you pausing for applause there, or what? Like... I was actually just like swallowing spit. Oh, okay. Right? Is it like Masquerade, uh, Vampire the Masquerade Fourth Edition? Pause. Woo! I was also. I was also pausing to see if any of you guys wanted to say anything, but you didn't, so I just soldiered on. <laughs> All right. Um, Sorry. <laughs> uh, the only thing I know about well, about uh, Vampire Masquerade is Bloodlines, and I really like Bloodlines, but I don't think that has anything really to do with the game. So, Bl- Bloodlines is oh. uh, Bloodlines is set in the Masquerade universe, and it broadly uses the mechanics, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> I only said. If you ever ran, like, a new World of Darkness game, I'd probably be up for it, but other than that, I've never really played one. I'm, think- I'm thinking of doing Demon the Descent. Oh, there's actually- there is a Demon game. Okay. My, uh, my dad, he played the, uh, vampire games, like, back when he was, like, still, like, I don't- I don't even know, like, a, like a young man, I, I guess. I, mm-hmm. I- I don't really know how old he was. Um, and, was uh, that? yeah, he was four, um, <laughs> in 1990. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, he he played he played that game, and all I know about it really is that he he liked to play a conspiracy theorist who refused to drink human blood. Like he just he thought <laughs> his character thought like there was some some big conspiracy. Like, uh, hey man, you laugh at me now, but you wait, you 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 drink human blood one day, and then you'll you'll die, and then who? And I'll, <laughs> I'll be laughing at you. <laughs> okay, That's, I like sounds it. Like a very interesting character. It does. My, my dad. My dad's a very interesting person. Uh, interesting thing about Masquerade Fourth Edition is that Vampire the Masquerade technically ended in like 2004. Yeah. Because they concluded the whole classic World Darkness line and rebooted it with New World Darkness, so it was replaced by Vampire the Requiem. Oh, such so I have not heard good things about. Uh, Requiem is. Masquerade fans don't like Requiem because it doesn't have, like, the crazy meta plot going on. And also, there's, um, at, on the surface, it looks like there are less op- character options. Okay. 
What do you see on because, the surface? Uh, well, in Masquerade, there are 13 vampire clans. In Requiem, there are only five clans, but the clans can be further divided into a bunch of different bloodlines. I see. Okay. But yeah, so um, recently they had the 20th anniversary for Classic World Darkness, and they had a very successful Kickstarter for um, Vampire the Masquerade 20th Anniversary Edition. And that was like five years ago. So this new edition, fourth edition, is going to basically... They're not, they're not getting rid of Requiem. They're keeping Requiem around. And they're going to... They just want to... They want to be running both New World Darkness and Classic World Darkness at the same time now. Makes sense. More profit, yeah. you know? Uh, are they going to be... Yeah. Are they gonna be uh, for lack of a better... Are they going to be, for lack of a better term, revamping all the other games in the Classic line, or just Vampire Mask? Oh, uh, we don't know yet. Apparent, like, I haven't looked at the 20th Anniversary Editions for any games, but apparently, um, the 20th Anniversary versions of Werewolf and Mage are, um, both, are apparently, like, much more in line with a new edition than the 20th Anniversary Masquerade, which was a lot more like a, this is a greatest hits type thing. Okay. But 4th edition is going to be set in a contemporary setting, not the 90s. And uh, since everything in Vampire was leading up to an event called Gehenna, which is the ancient vampires will awaken and bad shit will go down, and it's probably going to be the end of the world. I like it. <laughs> yeah. And in um, Masquerade 4th edition, uh, Gehenna happened 12 years ago. What? What? <laughs> yeah. But it's not post-apocalyptic. That's how do you follow and that up is with the that? extent that is the extent of what we know. That sounds like something we are definitely going to have to cover in a later episode because I want to know yeah. what happens with that. The the big theory that I've seen like going around like RPG net and places is that um the antediluvians woke up and instead of like destroying the world, they just called the vampires. Huh. Wow. Or it's an alternate dimension kind of deal. I could. Part of that, the antediluvians woke up, turned to be actually be really chill dudes, and just you know <laughs> assimilated to the vampire culture. I think it would be interesting if they called the vampires, though, because all one of the big criticisms for um, Masquerade was that the um, the meta plot was so heavy, and all these vampires who were like, oh, there were all these ancient vampires who like were had all these entrenched power, you couldn't really advance because everyone was, like, hundreds of years older and more experienced than you. Mm. So, in... So, if if the, um, vampire population has had a... has gone to severe decline in the, in the previous 12 years, then it could lead to some pretty interesting stuff. It does sound like it could be interesting, yeah. Yeah. Although I still also like, like the idea of the antediluvians just sort of hanging around now and yeah, like, Kane is just out there somewhere wandering around. The rest of the Antediluvians <laughs> are all just out there. You could like totally run into the well, just Kane, like, hey, Kane was always wandering around. It was the Antediluvians. The Antediluvians are third generation. Oh, I thought they were the ones created directly by Kane. No, they Kane created some, and then those guys created the Antediluvians. So what happened to the ones Kane created? I don't know, actually. <laughs> I thought I thought Kane was like the guy in the crypt at the end of uh, Bloodlines. No, in in Bloodlines. In Bloodlines, Kane is the taxi driver. Oh shit! What? Yeah, the taxi driver was Kane the whole time. Spoilers. Damn. <laughs> I, I never finished Bloodline because my copy crapped out. But... 
that, that's cool. The, the, thing, the thing in the sarcophagus was just some random dead body. Oh. So that's a whole lot of letdown. Actually, it, might, it may or may not have actually been an antediluvian. The game is very ambiguous about it. Okay, so kind of a letdown ending. Got it. Well, not if you, um, not if you get, if you, uh, heed that one dude's advice and don't open the sarcophagus. Because, <laughs> um, that other vampire who stole the body before anyone else got there, he filled it with C4. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, like, at the end of the game, um, like, the prince opens wait, 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 up the sarcophagus, the and there's just all this C4 and a note from, like, XOXO Jack. Oh, <laughs> then, Jack. Like it just cuts of it just course. cuts outside his tower and you just see it you see it explode. Wonderful. <laughs> as it should be. As it should be. And then it cuts to like Jack and this mummified corpse in lawn chairs watching it. That's amazing. <laughs> Do you ever get hey. an answer as to who Jack is? Because he seems to be someone more than he says he is to. He's apparently he like from what I understand, he was like a um, outlaw from like 150 years ago or something. Okay, so he's not any kind of special vampire. Yeah, no, he's just some. He's just a crazy, a crazy bastard who happens to know way more than he should. Yeah. Okay. Man, Bloodlines was a fun. It game. was. I really wish you could get working again. My biggest issue with Bloodlines was that it was, it was that it falls into the classic uh, computer RPG trap where if you don't build a combat character, then at a certain point you can't continue. <laughs> yeah, you get kind of screwed. Yeah, Although... specifically, there is one boss fight that freaking Chinese vampire chick who turns into a big tentacle slug thing. Yeah, yeah, I got oh, that. And part that fight, that off. fight is impossible if you did not create a combat-oriented character. Although I like, uh, someone pointed out, the game's kind of buggy, and in some ways, and it's a good thing because if you max out your stealth stat, literally no one can see you if you're standing right in front of them. <laughs> well, there, there's a um unofficial fan patch that yeah. fixes a lot of those issues. Okay, but like that would be a good way to get around the whole uh, what's called just get your stealth max, and you don't have to fight <laughs> ever. Well, you also can't visit the story. <laughs> yeah, true. But like this, like. I, I I literally had like just turned on. I opened up the console and turned on God mode to get past that fight. Yeah. And then I turned it off and did not have a problem with the entire final dungeon. <laughs> I don't really um remember it all that well, but I do remember being kind of annoyed at the fact there really wasn't that much ways to get your stats up, anyways. Yeah. It was like once you started your your stats, you could get some like skill books and stuff, and they'd go up on occasion. But really, it, they didn't masquerade. Yeah. And Bloodlines? Yeah. Bloodlines had an experience point system. Okay. Every time you finished a every time you finished a quest, you got XP and you could spend it wherever you wanted. Really? Because when I went through yeah. my stats like never really got any different than what they were before. I never got any skill points or anything. Were you spending XP? I think so. Like I don't remember getting any XP. Every time you finish a quest you get XP. Oh. Huh. Because like, yeah, no, my stats almost never changed from what they were when I started. I right, really so want to replay this game now to see what the fuck happened. So, you, you other two quiet guys, <laughs> what, 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 are, what are your thoughts on anything that just happened? <laughs> Vampires, werewolves, uh, aliens. I've, uh, no, no aliens, they're just fairies. What if the vampires are actually aliens and that's why it's so foreign to people? I guess I'll... Space vampires? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like I've, it. Actually, I've actually always been interested in those games, but like 
Um, I'd ask my friends if they wanted me to run a game of it for them, and, like, they're just like, no, because that sounds gay. Like, wow, all right, dude. Like, why, why is it <laughs> not gay? Because vampires are gay. Like, good. Uh, no, 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 no. Is this, is this New like vampires. <laughs> like, I, it's not the same kind of vampire. I know, but I don't care. They pretty much are like, I, I, I recognize this is a, bi- a bias, a meaningless bias, but you know what? Screw you. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I, I was feel like, that way about uh, Amish people. Got him. That Amish people are gay? No, what? No, no, that I'm biased against them, and I know I'm biased against them, but I'm still biased against them. I don't like Amish people. Okay, so, today, today we learned that Jay is a bigoted asshole. Against okay. people, against people. only people who can't hear him. Yeah, yes, this, against this the only beneficial. people who, can, who will never hear this. Exactly. It's been, you know well, what? I, 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 I guess, I guess except for deaf people, but if you're gonna, are you, are you gonna make fun of deaf people? No, no, I got nothing against deaf Max, that's what, Max, that's are you gonna, gonna make fun of deaf, deaf people? Uh, not now. That's yeah, what I was no, gonna do. Noah, uh, Noah, it's all up to you. Over me. Sorry. I said that's what I was gonna do, but you talked over me, Sean. I was, no, I was, okay, Noah, Noah, do your, do your Donald Trump thing. What's my Donald Trump thing? I don't, I don't, I don't that thing where that thing where you say something outrageously offensive like you were earlier. Okay. Uh look, all I know is if deaf people just you know, open up their mind and just listen to what I had to say, you know, maybe instead of just pulling the silent treatment on me, you know, maybe we'd get somewhere. <laughs> that was good. I like that. That I could totally picture Trump saying that too. Yeah. Like, I could just imagine him saying, like, if deaf people listen to what, open up their minds and listen to what I had to say. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what accent I was doing. I have that. no clue. I think you were leaning towards the bush area, and then you kind of caught yourself. Probably. Yeah. Mm. You might as well be a bush. I, I don't mean part of the family. I meant, like, an actual bush. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. Well, then. <laughs> Some rolling, rolling one, rolling ones. We have timeless humor. <laughs> Just ask well, us. I think we'll Donald Trump will be timeless. All right, so this is an hour and a half, over an hour and a half in. So I think we might as well call it. All right. All right. Who are we calling? Uh, it. Who's it? Please. Cousin it? Uh, T- Tim Curry and clown makeup. That is the That's best. A very specific choice. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> hey, there's a guy out there watching this. His name is Bill. Alright? And if your name's Bill and you're watching this, hey, you're fucking awesome, man. Just wanna let you know. Also, why are you watching a podcast? <laughs> I, oh, I, sh- I shouldn't make fun of Bill. He's obviously, he's obviously got synesthesia. Funny he's enough, a- I have a friend named Bill, and now I'm gonna tell him to listen to this just so that he can get that part. <laughs> <laughs> if, he, if he can weather an hour and a yeah, half. Yeah, I actually know someone with synesthesia. They have the uh, form where they can uh, taste colors. Interesting. Yeah. I'm so jelly. I'm I am jelly. They 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 start vomiting whenever they see a rainbow. It's it's kind of depressing. I, I'm not so jelly anymore. All right. Um. Right. Let's. All right. So uh, thank you for listening to Rolling Ones, which I still think should have been called Roll to Listen, but tell that to these assholes. <laughs> we well, voted. Democracy, motherfucker. Hey man, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have this. You should have this be like a council if you don't want us. If you oh, want, hey, to, if, say. if we fail, we can always say it's because we rolled ones. Ah. <laughs> if the podcast fails, it's because we rolled ones. Ha. 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 Hey, uh, oh, babies so are stupid and deserve to die. <laughs> <laughs> only if they're goblins. okay. Wow. Only if they're goblins.
And and on that charming note, on that charming note, uh, old person who accidentally stumbled onto this and can't figure out how to turn it off. And no, we're not going to tell you. No, 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 no. We should. We we have to be nice. We should tell them. The only way to turn this off is to download the next episode. And Dude, listen to it completely. Wait, wait a, if there is not enough episode yet, wait a week and it will be there. Hopefully. And if it's not, keep oh, waiting. It's just keep waiting. Keep waiting forever. Right, so anyway, never leave that, 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 that's all we have for tonight, folks. Good night. Once again, I am Sean. I'm Jay. I, I, I'm Noah. And I am Max. Wait, sorry, I forgot. I'm the, I'm the Canadian guy. The Canadian. Indeed. And you have listened to Rolling ones the rpg podcast actually hey, hey, hey anyone who listens to this t- take a vote should we keep the name rolling ones or change it to roll to listen let's make sean feel really bad when everyone votes the rolling ones uh you know i i don't i, I am cu- i'm going to cut i'm going to cut out what you just said yeah, <laughs> yeah Jay. you've been listening to rolling ones the rpg podcast if you, for some reason, enjoyed this episode, then why not find us on Facebook or Twitter? Because I'm going to make those accounts after I finish editing this. So I don't actually know what they are called right now. The music for Rolling Ones that I used here is Longed for Fusion by In Memory, which is licensed under Creative Commons, so I can use it here. I don't know how to end this. Goodbye. <laughs>